It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team podcast Rams Nation, welcome back. This is your host, Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. This is your Thursday edition of Locked On Rams. I'm your host, Bear Motter. You can find me on Twitter at Locked On Rams, as well as my personal at LA underscore Rambling Bear. I'm excited to be back. We took a little break over the holidays, had a game in between. We've got the 49ers just around the corner. I am joined by my main man, the man, the myth, the legend, James Kroger, who you can find at jkroger3. James, thanks for joining me. Good to see you, bud. How was your holidays? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for that dynamite introduction, as always. My holidays were great. No need to drop my Twitter name, but I will say, if you're on there, might as well follow us at Rams Podcast, too, because we're constantly engaged there. But I had a great holiday. I missed you on your travels, and um, I've been really anxious to have this conversation, to be honest with you. Yeah, me as well, James. It was an adventure up to Seattle. Uh, got to see a white Christmas, which is nice. pretty cool. But I was really excited to get back down to mid seventies and palm trees as <laughs> soon as possible. Another thing that was a bummer: I couldn't do my draft league up there. Which, by the way, this episode today is brought to you by Draft.com. So if you guys haven't checked it out, go check out uh, the app. You can find the app store. It is Draft. Join me on my weekly fantasy adventure that we do on Draft. But it was unfortunate because I set up one. And then I tried to do a couple others because we didn't get them all filled. And I tried to kind of get another one going and got denied by the mm. state of Washington saying, no, 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 no gambling up oh, here. No way. And I was like, no wonder this place is lame. <laughs> Might as well blow them out and kick them out of the playoffs, which we'll talk about that a little bit down the road here on, on who we're going to face and what that's going to be like. But um, let's really quick. I think everyone is kind of already moving on to the game coming up. But, you know, real quick, I want to get your thoughts on that Tennessee game. Quick overview, thoughts, comments, concerns, what went well, what went bad, how'd you feel? So I I just kind of thought it was going to be a little bit more um, competitive for the Rams, so to speak, because I didn't, well, I guess a better way to phrase that is I didn't think we'd be going into halftime 13-13. Right. Uh, The Titans did a pretty good job against the 49ers previously, and we saw that we dominated the Seahawks, so I was kind of expecting a really high-performing game out of the gate, so I was a little surprised about that, but... Um, I don't have too many complaints in particular, but it was a little nerve-wracking. I was biting my nails a bit. It's weird. I almost had the exact opposite feeling of you. Obviously, I did expect to kind of perform a little bit better overall. Um, We seemed to kind of have the game in control at all points. It seemed like somehow you kept looking up and you're like, how are they so close? Like, we couldn't execute. Obviously, we had a couple... Uh, missed field goals by our newest addition, Sam Ficken, mm. which we can talk a little bit here as we start to look down the road into the playoffs and, and what our concerns are there. But um, I was actually, maybe it was just I was in the holidays, back in my mom's house, hanging out with family, but I was super chill mode, man. I it's was, all good. Yeah. We I was, know who we are. Yeah. I was watching, you know, Twitter freak out as, you know, everyone's, you know, going, oh, you know, kind of just anxious about this game as we couldn't really pull away at any point until the very end. But I had confidence in the boys. That's what I loved about it is I just feel like these last few games as you watch this team, earlier in the year when I was still trying to understand who this team was and how consistent they could be, I was probably more nervous. But at this point, I was like, this is right where they want to be. They're not freaking out. They're in control. They know they're in control of this game. Keep feeding Gurley, which we've done in the past few weeks, and it's paid off. Um, You know, No big mistakes by Jared Goff. He didn't have the most 
beautiful game, but stat-wise, he had a great game. You yeah. Know I mean, he ended up with four touchdowns, over 300 yards. Um, again, if you go back and watch some film, it wasn't the most, you know, uh, technical game from him, but he got it done. He didn't have any turnovers, which was huge. Uh, but I, I never really felt worried at this point. And I kind of, as every time I, I kind of thought about it, as they came up the line, I was just like, they're going to figure it out right here. Like they, they looked in control of the game, um, even if it was really, really close. So yeah. my, my concerns was really, really low. I think obviously we're going to have to step up our play and be a little bit more consistent on both ends of uh, the field. But uh, I, I was kind of just, you know, just chilling through the game, <laughs> just waiting for that moment to be like the, you know, Cooper Cup in the corner of the end zone. Yep, we took the lead. A couple big uh, fourth down stops and and plays on the defensive. We, we made it definitely more entertaining and, and more nerve-wracking, but I was chilling, man. Well, and Gurley we trust. And just like you mentioned, Goff put up some outstanding numbers, especially compared to Mariota, who didn't have any touchdowns and actually had one interception. So you kind of just... It's, this team has been taking us on this roller coaster throughout this year on being like, is this really who we are? Are we this dominant? To now we're like, it's all good, you know, going into the halftime tide against yeah. Tennessee. It's like, well, we know we're going to do big things. We saw kind of watching some previews of, or reviews of the game, seeing how much we, we really relied on Todd Gurley. He was our top rusher and also our top wide receiver. So, yeah, he was our top um, everything. He had 10 catches on 12 targets. I mean, that's insane. Talk about... Uh, quick turnaround from last year, this year, and the fantasy world. We'll touch on it real quick because it was the fantasy championship for most people in the fantasy world. Right. And Todd Gurley had a couple funny tweets afterwards, like "You're welcome." Now can we move on? Yeah. I saw another cool uh, retweet from Todd Gurley that someone had donated to his charity fifty bucks after they won their league, thanks to him. Yeah. He was the number one uh, person in fantasy this year, and really. Uh, just turned it on in the past few weeks. So if you had him in the playoffs, uh, you're probably feeling pretty good about it. But if you are a Rams nation, you don't really care. Uh, he performed amazing. But 10 catches out of the backfield, how many screens did we see? And how many of them worked? It was yeah. awesome. Well, speaking of Gurley, before uh, coming into the season, he had seen 71 targets in passing uh, and catch and caught 64 of those. You mentioned a lot of the receptions he had this last game. He ran for 185 yards after the catch on his way to uh, three forced missed tackles and two touchdowns. He also extended his streak of 100 yards or more on the ground when given at least 20 carries to six games. I saw some of those stats on Pro Football Focus. Make sure to check them out as well. Uh, but the stuff I'm seeing here is just ultra impressive. And the question, the next question is, I mean, I don't, I know the answer that we have for this, but Gurley for MVP. I mean. Is there an argument there? I've oh. seen a lot of tweets comparing stats to LaDainian Tomlinson and people who have previously won the MVP award at this time in the season, and Gurley is right up there. So Yeah, it's tough because it's a very quarterback-heavy award. I talked about it last week on the show. Um, I think there's only been three running backs in the last 15 years to get it. Um, but saw some really cool stuff coming out to kind of you know build that case. And then you look at Tom Brady in the last few weeks. I think from week 12 to 16, Tom Brady's averaging 248 yards a game, has only thrown eight touchdowns with six interceptions. Mm. Uh, in that same time frame, Gurley's averaging 175 yards from scrimmage and has eight touchdowns without a turnover. So you're kind of looking at what have you done for me lately, which you know goes a long way in that MVP race. Another cool thing that I saw that was retweeted from uh, JB Long, a big fan of the show here um, at Rams Podcast and Locked On Rams. Todd Gurley is the first running back to win three Offensive Player of the Week awards and one Player of the Month award in the same season since 
LT to do it back in 2006. Nice. LT won the MVP that year. Another little stat to chew on for you. I gotta go find it again. <laughs> Wait, Bear, let me get my stats out before you keep running out, start running off with them. I'm supposed to be the stat guy. You make oh, fun of me. Oh, sorry. I was, I was so just getting just, ready. Just give me one. Okay. Uh, one thing into that MVP conversation is right now he's averaging the third highest yards gained per route run on 367 snaps in route this year at 2.15, while his passer rating when targeted ranks first among running backs with at least 400 snaps. So uh, he's well above the league average. It's 119.4, and the league average is uh, 98.4. So when you have that MVP conversation, on he basically has amazing stats for two different uh, positions right now. As we continue to loop back to that MVP comparison, uh, Adrian Peterson, one of those guys to steal the MVP in 2012, um, a little breakdown of what his season looked like compared to Gurley's. He went 10 and 6. Gurley right now, obviously 11 and 4 um, points per game. Gurley's putting up and helping 31 points per game. Uh, the team that Adrian Peterson won was at 23 points uh, per game. Mm-hmm. Yards from scrimmage, 144 for Adrian Peterson. Uh, not far behind is Todd Gurley at 139.5. Total touchdowns, 13 for Adrian Peterson, 19 for Gurley. You would hope he'd get one more week. That was in 17 weeks for. Uh, Adrian Peterson, Todd Gurley, not playing this week. We'll get into that a little bit more. But there's about 40 different things floating around the internet right now as far as however you want to put stats together. Uh, Gurley's a beast. He is putting up those numbers. I think if he got the opportunity earlier midseason when he was kind of getting only about 15 carries, if if we were feeding him this whole time like we are now, uh, he'd be blown away and doing some amazing records. Uh, nice thing I like about it is he is, again, the we, not me character. When asked about this after the game multiple times, you know, he's like, it would be nice, but, you know, it's not really up to me. He wants to to see more. He wants to go in, into the playoffs. And so he's not concerned. Obviously, I think he likes the attention. He wants to, he would like to get the award working this hard and, and producing that well. But at the end of the day, you can tell from the things he said, he's focused on a bigger goal. That's right. And what the thing I love about the stats you're reading is those two running backs won the MVP in those years. Well, Todd Gurley is, yes, like I mentioned earlier, leading in a lot of running back stats, but also a lot of receiving stats. That's the thing is like when you come when it comes to the most valuable player being the most valuable on a team, a guy that can cover both positions and lead consistently in that area, I think well deserves that trophy. The Suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football with your Locked On Fantasy Football Edge of the Day. Tight end is a prime position for finding fantasy football sleeper value in 2020. After George Kittle and Travis Kelsey go off the board early, don't worry, you can wait and still get some great return for a starter at the position. 
The two prime targets both have HH for initials, the Chargers Hunter Henry and the Falcons Hayden Hurst. A healthy Henry can have a monster downfield receiving season for new QB Tyrod Taylor and carries high TD upside. As for Hurst, he's stepping right into the productive spot vacated by Austin Hooper in Atlanta as key support to Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, and Calvin Ridley. Trust in Henry a little earlier and Hurst a little later to give you some pleasing tight end one results. Get the edge in your fantasy football league every day by listening to Locked On Fantasy Football on your preferred podcast provider. Well, whatever he's done to this point is going to be the end-all, be-all for the MVP candidacy uh, as we are now. Because McVay kind of to the other day that they weren't going to play starters or certain people. Well, came out. He basically confirmed it. Uh, he's going to be sitting a handful of starters. Andrew Whitworth, Todd Gurley. Uh, we got Goff's going to be sitting. A couple other guys. Who you got for me that are sitting? On the defensive side... Mark Barron, Ogletree will be sitting, and uh, Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, and Donald and Brockers, and Robert Quinn, and Connor Barwin, and Tremaine, and LaMarcus Joyner, and last one, Saffold, could also see some limited workload. So so basically like half the team's going to be sitting, which, and we'll get into this because we've seen a lot of talk back and forth from Rams Nation mm-hmm. all over the internet on how they feel about this. I seem to get... Uh, consensus from the people that are covering the Rams that this is a pretty good idea. Um, but the fans seem to be a little upset about it. I think we're starting to turn some of these people's opinion as far as understanding why we're doing this. Real quick, what are your thoughts on it? And do we have a, a real debate here on is this a mistake or is this the right thing to do? So I've gone back and forth with this. And my biggest thing w- with this is, yes, I think that keeping these guys healthy is the most important factor. And one thing this does tell me is Sean McVay sees us going a little bit deep into the playoffs, not just yeah. getting one round in. So you would think that if he was willing to keep these guys going versus the 49ers, who have looking pretty decent with Garoppolo, uh, that he would you know maybe have a sense that they may not last long. But he's got a long-term plan here, and I, I like it. I can't complain about it. One thing I did see that Todd Gurley – uh, back in the day was talking about resting time and how it kind of took him out of his groove. Right. And uh, that's one thing I'm just a hair worried about. But the way this guy's performing right now, I don't see that happening. And you know that he would tear up the 49ers. So I'm I'm supporting McVay 100% behind this, but I do understand playing devil's advocate a little bit on why people are, are pretty pissed about it. Um, maybe you can paint us the picture a little bit more on how this affects who we, who we might actually play. Because I think that's the, one of the biggest complaint that I've seen. Yeah, and and that's another thing that I'm, um, you know, supporting McVeigh here, and really want to kind of encourage Rams Nation to step back and really rebuy into this team at this point. Because everyone's like, oh, I'd rather see this team, or I'd rather see that team, and if we do this, it might help us, you know, run into the Eagles instead of the Vikings. And I'm sitting here going. I don't care who you put in front of us. Yeah, maybe there's a matchup thing here and there. But do you think this team in the locker room's like, oh, we're scared to go to Minnesota to play the Vikings? No, they're up for the challenge. They went there early in the year. They lost. I almost like that chip on the shoulder heading back to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. This game, remind you, was tied in the fourth quarter. Right. Um, we had a Cooper Cup fumble on the one to take a lead at a certain point. So I don't think there's any team in the league right now that we can't match up with. So I'm mm-hmm. with... Uh, McVeigh here and the fact of him basically saying I'd rather protect my guys and take anyone that walks through that door and believe in my guys the we not me right. than to go out there and maybe 
you know, do it for selfish reasons of trying to get um, that MVP or trying to finish the season with a win over, you know, a pointless team that means nothing right. and, you know, solidify that third seed. And also as this Rams nation, I think our second team is pretty dope. I know yeah. uh, the 49ers are on a hot streak right now, but I think all this media talk right now, I'm sure they're explaining that to the locker room saying, hey, listen, second string, this is your time to get ready for the playoffs. We're going to need you in multiple phases. I mean, how many times have we seen, you know, just jumping on my head, Corey Littleton come in and make a play and mm-hmm. Ibukim and all these guys and, and even, you know, on the offensive side, Austin Blythe coming in and filling in a role whenever he's needed. Like, hey, this is your tune-up. You may be called upon later in the season, so get ready. Here's your opportunity to get those snaps in. Uh, go out there and, and kick some butt and let Rams Nation know that no matter, you know, we built a 53-man roster that we believe in from top to bottom, so this is your chance to go out there and prove it. Um, a couple other things that I thought were kind of funny in a in an ironic way is fans are going, what about the season ticket holders? What happened? We all bought into the we, not me. I want to see players play. And it's like, mm. so you're telling me you're selfish and you want to see the players you want to see, but you want to understand to, to for the betterment of the team. It's like, come on, buy back into this we, not me. Buy back into this coach who's going to be coach of the year and trust in what he's doing. He got us this far. I'm I'm down with the... Whoever comes through that door, I believe that we can take on. Yeah, maybe as you're looking at, you know, the injury to Carson Wentz and how poorly they played against the Raiders the other day that maybe going into Philly is a better option than heading in and facing the the crazy, tough Case Keenum <laughs> and that defense. But, you know, I don't really care. I think wherever we go ends up being, um, you know, a good p- position. And you really understand, you never know how these playoffs happen who, who knows if the sixth seed goes and upsets the three if that's not us and we end up winning and it snakes back and both home field advantage teams lose and it, it ends up back at the Coliseum anyway. you got to let this stuff play out before you start building into your mind your own problems and right. what could happen. And I'd rather have Mark Barron and Ogletree and you know Whitworth and Gurley and Goff and all of our key guys. I want them healthy in the playoffs. I do share a little bit of the same sentiment as you do as far as like I'm just hoping they take this as a, a late season buy and, and we don't have a little rust coming into our first playoff game. But other than that, I think it's the way to go. I think McVeigh is basically trusting and putting the chips in the middle of the table on his team and saying, listen, we'll take anybody as long as we're playing bonus football right now. Right, and I love what you said. And the, one of the biggest Thanks, things James. is this isn't really like a, a middle-of-the-season buy because we just won the division, and yeah, we're playing the 49ers, which you know is in the beginning of the season would have been a joke for us. But the thing is, this team is going to be hungry, and there's a new energy because we know that we're going into the playoffs at home. Yeah, It's not like in the middle of the season where there's kind of resting a game and it kind of throws off your groove. You're going to rest and mentally prepare for what you're going to be facing the remainder of the year in the playoffs. So I like a lot of what you said. I'm inter- really interested to see how Sean McVay specifically is going to mix this up using utilizing Sean Mannion and Malcolm Brown as a backup to Todd Gurley. I wonder how Tavon's going to fit into this equation, if they're going to utilize him uh, very much. But I love it. Tavon's like working to the sideline, said like, yeah, we're sitting starters. And it's like, yeah, well, then get in the game, Tavon. <laughs> starter you, big guy. Yeah, you've, you've fell off that platform a but long time ago. But he's making that ago. starter money. Um, uh, but yeah, and hopefully it's a good chance to get him out there. And, you know, we saw him get some extra carries even last week and, you know, last couple weeks hoping that we can kind of build some encouragement. I think it's a good chance, like I said earlier, for that second string to go out there and kind of tune up and and get ready to play. And hopefully, you know, we see some good stuff from Malcolm Brown and and Tavon and some of those other guys. So 
I'm excited about it. I'm not too worried. I know season ticket holders are like, I paid good money to see a good product. And it's like, you know what? It's part of the process. And I'd rather see our guys in the playoffs than to risk, you know, especially guys like Mark Barron and Connor Barwin and maybe even Robert Quinn that have been banged up at yeah. times during the season. Protect them. Let's let's uh, let's get a playoff game. Let's focus about winning those three games and, and take home a Super Bowl trophy. Man. That's a whole other thing, especially on defense. We've had to have those players on defense step it up this year, and this is going to be another opportunity for them to face a pretty decent-looking 49ers team right now and just kind of give them some, some face time and some more playing time to only further improve. And also, I, I said I'd be interested to see how Sean McVay's going to mix it up. I'm going to I can't wait to see what Wade's going to do, too. We'll hopefully we'll get a couple of interceptions off of Garoppolo there. And honestly, I still feel good about our chances to win this game. I feel like people are just being like, oh, you know, we don't have all these high-powered guys. you got to remember that it still is a division game to these guys, and they're still going to coach them up, and they're still going to try to go out there and get the win. Yeah, we may be undermatched in certain areas, but the Niners have been a pretty bad team this year. Yes, they're on a five-game win streak. Garoppolo has turned these guys around. But, uh, you know, don't put it past our guys. Um to go out there and really put up a battle. And, and I still think this is a winnable game for the Rams, even with our second string. We're a deep team. We are a deep team. You want to do a quick score prediction? Because it's going to be kind of weird with our, with our starters not in there. How are we going to assess this? Might be a little gamble. Let's do a score prediction, but you kind of just led me to a nice little uh, segue there without even me thinking about it. Uh, you said gamble, for. and let's talk about gambling in, in its own right. It This is draft.com, guys. If you haven't joined me, uh, you need to. What are you doing? Use the promo code LONFL. That's for Locked On NFL. It's a weekly draft. I think this is. I think they're going to continue it in the playoffs. It'll be pre- pretty interesting to see how they do that. Um, but basically, it's a snake draft every week. It's the best part about fantasy football. It's not like those other sites that are auction sites. They're paying up to eighty percent more than any of those other sites. And I'll tell you right now. Uh, my account seems to be going up and not, and, and I haven't seemed to redeposit much, which kind of tends to happen in those uh, <laughs> online gambling sites. But uh, so far, I'm loving it. If you guys haven't tried it, I'm almost addicted to it now at this point. I've got, I've been doing basketball drafts and everything. So come check it out. Come join us. We usually do about a six or eight person league. Um, as long as you're not in Washington, uh, feel free <laughs> to join us. It's called draft.com or find it in the app store for draft. Um, pick it up and don't forget to use the promo code LONFL. That's for Locked On NFL. Holla at your boy. Let's put some money down. Well, while we swing back to this game, you're talking predictions. You won't be on the show. I'm actually going to have Brian Peacock on the show tomorrow. He is the Locked On Niners. Hit me up. Said he wants to do a show tomorrow. So we'll have some insight tomorrow uh, from their perspective on how they feel about this game and what this means for their program moving forward and really what he thinks because – I think we still have a shot to win this ball game. I'm curious his thoughts. You'll find out tomorrow when we have Brian Peacock from Locked On Niners on. Uh, but James, I'll start with you uh, since this will be your last day of the week on Locked On Rams. Appreciate Aww. it. It's a short week, so we only got you once. Predictions. Give it to me. All right. Well, all I see right now is looking at the last four games from the 49ers. They've put up 15, 26, 25, and 44 against Jaguars, who beat Seattle. So I think these guys can score. They're going to be facing a second-team defense. And obviously, we can score. I can't wait to see what Sean McVay is going to do, like I just said. So it's going to be a decent, high-scoring ball game. I'm going to go 23-49ers, 28 Rams. Say that one more time. 23, San Francisco. Okay. Uh, 28, Los Angeles. 23-28. Okay, cool. I like it. Not mad at it. I think uh, you need to crank it up a notch. 
Um, I think McVeigh is going to let uh, Mannion play the same role that Goff is. He's not going to change the offense for what quarterback he has back there. He's going to continue to do things. Um, I think we won't see as many screens to the running back, but I still think we're going to use Malcolm Brown in a similar role as we use Todd Gurley. We're going to get a lot of the running as well. Um, it's not, if you think back, it wasn't too long ago that there was a debate-ish. People, you had a lot of people that were still like behind Mannion and saying, oh, he might be the guy. I mean, I remember a training camp, you went and got his autograph like he was an MVP. Uh, and you look like the most excited kid in the world. You look like you got free Disney tickets once you got Mannion's autograph. Yeah, my hat is awesome because it's got Tremaine Johnson and then Sean Mannion on it. So it's like, hey, the, the classic one-two combo. Um, but I think Mannion is going to prove to himself that he is that good backup that we need. Thankfully, we haven't had to see him much, but um, he's a tall quarterback that can deliver the football. I think our offense isn't going to go off too far as far as what we're used to. I think the points are going to go up. As you mentioned, Garoppolo has been throwing the ball around like a madman the last uh, few games. He almost has uh, taken over the Niners as far as um, yards in the season right now. I think it's actually still CJ that has it, but he's pretty close behind there. Uh, We'll probably take that over this week. Um, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Our first match, if you don't remember, was an amazing shootout on Thursday night that just went back and forth. Uh, We had a big lead. They came back and made it really interesting near the end. I think we're going to go 35-32 Rams, and I wouldn't be surprised if it went over that. Um, This is going to be an offensive showcase. It's going to be America's Game of the Week on on, uh, on TV. I don't know about all that, but there's a lot of great matchups this week that we'll be keeping a close eye on. And before we get out of here, James, who do you want to see as our first-round matchup? What would you like? We've got, obviously, as possibilities. Most likely, it's Atlanta. Seattle could sneak in. If we get bumped and move down, it could be Carolina. So Atlanta, Seattle, Carolina. I don't think we really have a chance to play New Orleans. Out of those three, you know, who would you like? Who don't you want? I just, I just, I don't think Seattle's one of those teams. I, I don't really, I don't know if we'll end up facing them. And if we do, they're not going to worry me at all. And I don't want to, you know, I want to see the Rams play a competitive game. Yeah. So really, you don't want to blow up in the playoffs? <laughs> I want a well, nail biter. I, I want, I want <laughs> Sam Ficken to kick a field goal. I want us to the field game. challenge. I don't want to wow. be a joke game. Okay. So, so you're not scared of Seattle. That doesn't bug you. You're not concerned about them. You want a close, tight game. Well, <laughs> so we've got Carolina or Atlanta would be the other two options, depending on how all this all falls. Right. We'll soon to find out. First opening game home at the Coliseum. So I, I think, I, I think I'd rather face Atlanta. Okay. Uh, because they just have seemed to not live up to the team that they were last <clears> year. And, um, you know, looking at Carolina's last three games, they've, they put up a good amount of points. And I don't know. I, I'm going with my gut right now, and I think I'd rather go with Atlanta. Yeah, I think you're pretty accurate there. I think I'm a little opposite of you. I'm, I would be a little nervous of Seattle after we gave them that big whooping up in Seattle. Um, if they survive to make the playoffs, they're going to need an Atlanta loss to make the playoffs and a win at home versus Arizona, which mm. it was pretty, pretty funny. Bruce Aaron said he was going to, they were going to go take their home field and, and kick that ass. And they're basically <laughs> heading up to Seattle. So there's lots of kind of trash talk and those Arizona Cardinals are looking to play spoiler as well. So a lot of things need to happen right now. We're kind of lined up to face Atlanta. I'm okay with that. Um, their defense has been hit or miss. Their offense has been hit or miss. Um, and I think that it would be a team that we could really, you know, do well against. Again, as I, you know, to go back to what I said earlier in the podcast, 
Whoever walks through that door, I feel really confident here at home with a high-powered offense that seems to be clicking right now. Hopefully those guys take that uh, that rest and it works well for them. And, and like you said, we don't get see any of that rust coming off. But um, I'd pick probably, if I had to pick those three teams, I'd probably pick Atlanta as well. Uh, Carolina with Cam Newton, he's just a playmaker. Uh, they've been really hot. And Seattle, for some reason, just... We just kicked their butt, but it does kind of make me a little nervous that they somehow found a way to sneak in mm-hmm. and had a, had a you know, we need to prove it to you type of game. And our first game versus Seattle here at home was really, really close, obviously, with those five turnovers. But um, we will find out in due time, my friend. At the end of the day on Sunday, we will know who we're facing. And so then, calm down, everybody. In yeah. Nation. It's going to be all good. I man. know. It's going to be all good, man. It's going to be all good. <laughs> we're in the playoffs. We are the champions of the West. Right. Well, James, I appreciate you coming on today. We had a, a blast talking. Um, again, as I mentioned earlier, we've got Brian Peacock from Locked On Niners joining us tomorrow, so stay tuned to that. Uh, if you haven't followed us or haven't reached out to us, remember it is at LA underscore Rambling Bear for myself, at Locked On Rams. We also have Rams Podcast, which we're going to double dip right now, we jump are. over and do a Rams Podcast. So if you guys aren't following us there, go follow Go listen to a little bit longer format. Uh, we do it once a week. Me and James kind of do this, but with a little bit more. And then we also have at J Kroger 3, and that is K-R-O-E-G-E-R. If you're in your car right now and you didn't write all those down, pull over! Remember, Locked on Rams, Rams podcast, you'll be good. You can find us from there. They're like, no, bro, not doing anything. <laughs> Somebody's like right nervously on steering wheel. And the guy that's going, I don't have a Twitter! Feel free to reach <laughs> out to me at our Gmail, and that is LockedOnRams at gmail.com. And uh, for those snail mail, everyone get out for my address. <laughs> One Ramsway, yeah. Los Angeles. Guys, I appreciate it. We are winding down here to the end of the season, but I am hyped up like it's day one. I can't wait for playoffs. We talked about this at the beginning of the year. Rams released that really cool video of the process getting from day one of hiring McVeigh and his tone, his expectations haven't changed one bit. We've all bought in from players to me and James here, Rams Nation. We're excited to see where this thing goes. Everyone just relax a little Keep bit. Cool, my babies. We Keep not cool. me. Trust the process. Understand that this team is good. Whoever comes to that door, we will handle. I can't wait to see that playoff atmosphere. And you know what it is, Rams Nation. Until next time. Peace. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fancy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.